Hi, and welcome to my podcast. This is Dina from Health for Life. This podcast is about health tips and some alternative treatments for different diseases that we might be having these days. Today, I will be covering some alternative treatments for autoimmune disease, and I will explain to you um, exactly what autoimmune disease is about, and I will cover some types of autoimmune disease. I won't be able to cover all because there's many, many out there at the moment, but um, I will cover a few. So sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy the show. Uh, Being a Hashimoto hypothyroid patient, I've researched autoimmune diseases for a number of years now. And the first and most scariest thing I learned was that there's no cure for autoimmune disease. The second thing was the idea that your body is attacking your cells or organs by mistake. Very strange, right? I just couldn't believe that this occurs in our bodies and that there's nothing we can do about it very scary. It's as though our body suddenly loses control and we get stuck in the state of the disease forever. As I researched further, I found other theories as well when it comes to autoimmune disease, which were not as depressing. In fact, there are many testimonies where people did manage to find alternative treatment for thyroid or other autoimmune diseases and managed to take control over their immune system and recovered fully. So if you are struggling with any of these autoimmune diseases, do note that there is hope and it's possible to improve the situation by making some diet and lifestyle changes. It is a long process. It's not something that you you can change overnight. So let's first take a look at what autoimmune disease is well, at least according to the Western medicine, because there are many different theories out there. Um, I might cover some of them a bit later on. But according to the Western medicine, what is autoimmune disease? Basically, an autoimmune disease is a condition in which your immune system mistakenly attacks your body. So in different autoimmune diseases, it will be attacking different parts of your body. So the immune system normally guards against germs like bacteria and viruses. So when it senses that there are foreign invaders, it sends out an army of fighter cells to attack them and destroy them. So normally the immune cells can tell the difference between a foreign cell and your own cell. But in an autoimmune disease, the immune system mistakes part of your own body for example, your joints or skin or some other organ, as foreign. And it releases proteins called autoantibodies that attack healthy cells. Researchers still don't know exactly what causes these autoimmune diseases. It could be diet, infections, exposure to chemicals might be involved. So considering how common autoimmune diseases are, It is rather unbelievable that we still don't really know what causes them in Western medicine. So what are the 14 most common autoimmune diseases? Even though there's more than 80 different autoimmune diseases, 
I will be talking today about 14 of the most common ones. The first one is type 1 diabetes. Yeah, that's considered an autoimmune disease. Can you believe it? I think many people are not aware of this. Because the pancreas produces the hormone insulin, which helps regulate blood sugar levels, in type 1 diabetes, the immune system starts to attack and destroy the insulin-producing cells in the pancreas, and therefore the pancreas is not able to produce enough insulin. So, therefore, the high blood sugar level can damage blood vessels as well as organs like the heart, kidneys, eyes, and nerves. So this is why it's very, very important to control the sugar levels if you do have type 1 diabetes. This is the one that a lot of people are usually born with. Type 2 diabetes is the one that you inherit due to your diet or lifestyle or some other reasons like stress. The second autoimmune disease is rheumatoid arthritis. In rheumatoid arthritis, the immune cells attack the joints. And this attack causes redness, warmth, soreness, and stiffness in the joints. And you feel, you know, this terrible pain, uh, like your joints are inflamed. So this is also a type of autoimmune problem. Then we have psoriasis. Uh, which is the skin autoimmune problem where the skin cells normally grow and then shed when they are no longer needed well psoriasis causes skin cells to multiply too quickly so the extra cells build up and form a red scaly patches called scales and plaques on the skin that's why you can see those red rough uh, patches um, which sometimes, you know, you most most probably they'll happen around your joints, your knees or elbows or on other parts of the body. Then we have multiple sclerosis. That's also an autoimmune problem. Uh, multiple sclerosis damages the myelin sheath, which is the protective coating that surrounds nerve cells. So damage to the myelin sheath affects the transmission of messages between your brain and your body. So this man damage can lead to symptoms like numbness, weakness, balance issues, and trouble walking. This is a very, very common autoimmune disease these days. It's also called MS. Then we have systematic lupus, which is also very, very dangerous uh, autoimmune problem. So although doctors in, nine, in 1800s first described lupus as a skin disease because of the rash it produced, it actually affects many different organs, including the joints, kidneys, brain, and heart. So joint pain, fatigue, and rashes are among the most common symptoms. Again, there can be a lot of complications from lupus and it is uh, quite a difficult autoimmune problem to control. Another autoimmune prob uh, disease that I want to cover is inflammatory bowel disease or IBS or IBD in certain cases. This is a term used to describe conditions that cause inflammation in the lining of your intestines. 
So each type of IBD affects a different part of the GI tract. For example, Crohn's disease can inflame any part of the GI tract from the mouth to the anus, whereas ulcerative colitis affects only the lining of the large intestine or colon and the rectum. Again, very, very uncomfortable disease to have. Uh, can cause a lot of bowel disorders, um, pain, uh, very, very, very uncomfortable. The next one is Addison's disease. Addison's disease affects the adrenal glands, which produce the hormones cortisol and aldosterone. Having too little of these hormones can affect the way the body uses and stores carbohydrates and sugar. So symptoms include weakness, fatigue, weight loss, and very low blood sugar. Then we have Graves' disease. Graves' disease attacks the thyroid gland in the neck causing it to produce too much of its hormones so this therefore you will get you will become a hyperthyroid patient and the thyroid hormones control the body's energy usage or metabolism so having too much of these hormones starts to rev up your body's activities causing symptoms like nervousness very fast heartbeat heat in, heat intolerance and rapid weight loss um, so this is opposite of Hashimoto's. Hashimoto's is when your thyroid doesn't produce enough hormones. Then we have Sjorgen syndrome, which is a condition that attacks the joints as well as glands that provide lubrication to the eyes and mouth. So the hallmark symptoms of Sjorgen syn syndrome are joint pain, dry eyes and dry mouth. Then we have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, as I just mentioned, where the thyroid production, hormone production is slow. Symptoms include weight gain, sensitive to cold, fatigue, hair loss, and swelling of the thyroid. Again, very, very common autoimmune disease these days. Then we have myasthenia gravis, which affects nerves that help the brain control the muscles. So when these nerves are impaired, signals can't direct the muscles to move. The most common symptom is muscle weakness that gets worse with activity and improves with rest. And often muscles can't control swallowing and facial movements. So it can be very, very uncomfortable. Another one I would like to cover is vasculitis. Vasculitis happens when the immune system attacks blood vessels. The inflammation that results, in nar it narrows the arteries and veins, allowing less blood to flow through them. Again, very, very dangerous. It can cause heart attacks and heart issues. Then we have pernicious anemia. This is a condition affects a protein called intrinsic factor that helps the intestines absorb vitamin B12 from food. Without this vitamin, the body can't make enough red blood cells. This is why many doctors warn how important it is to have get enough vitamin B12. And the last autoimmune disease I would like to cover today is celiac disease. People with celiac disease can't eat foods containing gluten, a protein found in wheat, rye, and other grain products. When gluten is in the intestine, 
immune system attacks it and causes inflammation. So it will start to attack the gluten and, and the intestine and there will be a lot of inflammation that forms there. And this results sometimes in a term called leaky gut where your intestine becomes porous and toxins start to move around through your blood system. So what are some of the common symptoms of autoimmune disease? Well, despite the, the varying types of autoimmune disease, many of them share very similar symptoms. So what are some of these common symptoms? These are fatigue, joint pain and swelling, skin problems, abdominal pain or digestive issues, reoccurring fever, um, and swollen glands. This is some of the symptoms that are very common when you do have some autoimmune problem. So many women say it's very hard to get diagnosed. Something that um, a doctor named Orbai agrees with, it's not black or white, she said. There's usually no single test to diagnose autoimmune disease. You have to have certain symptoms combined with specific blood markers and in some cases even a tissue biopsy and it's not just one factor so you know there's sometimes years and years that women struggle with different symptoms and they are unable to diagnose them because most of the autoimmune diseases are more common in women than men so as i mentioned there are more than 80 types of autoimmune disease and some have similar symptoms. So this makes it very hard for your healthcare provider to know if you really have one of these diseases and if so, which one. So getting a diagnosis can be very frustrating and stressful. And often the first symptoms are fatigue, muscle aches and low fever. The classic sign of an autoimmune disease is inflammation, which can cause redness, heat, pain and swelling but not in every case. Sometimes there's none of this. So this is why when chronic inflammation happens in the body, it is very dangerous. Please, please do not ignore it. I've done some previous podcasts on this and it is quite easy to get the chronic inflammation reading by testing your blood. If the ESR marker is higher than 31, it means there's some chronic inflammation happening in the body. So if you do face some of these symptoms or one or more of these symptoms, uh, you can always go and do a blood test for an, and check your ESR markers. So what are the common treatments of autoimmune disease? Well, traditional therapies for autoimmune diseases have relied on immunosuppressive medication that globally dampen your immune response. So basically, they lower your immune response, your immunity, in order for to control to, so that it doesn't attack your organs or your joints or your skin. This is why um, usually th these are called steroids. These agents are highly effective for many patients and therefore they remain the you know, current gold standard of care, even though they have a huge list of side effects. 
and long-term treatments with high doses are often needed to maintain this disease control, leaving the patient susceptible to life-threatening opportunistic infections and long-term risk of malignancy and other cancers. So, in addition, the benefits of many of these drugs are counterbalanced by toxicity and serious side effect profiles. So, you know, there has been a push for the development of more specific strategies that lower a risk of systematic immune suppression and improve tolerability. And today, there are a number of alternative treatments for thyroid specifically including diet changes, natural supplements, and meditation. So there is more and more awareness of how to naturally reverse this problem and control your immune system through diets and stress management, as well as some natural supplements. And the diseases may also have flare-ups when they get worse and remissions when symptoms get better or disappear. So the treatment depends on the disease, but in most cases, one important goal is to reduce inflammation. And most of the time, the doctors prescribe steroids or other drugs that reduce your immune response. Therefore, after a prolonged period of usage, your immune system is unable to fight the bacteria and viruses and other pathogens that are coming inside your body. And therefore, you start catching every single cold there is, every flu, start to get sick more and more because suddenly your immune system is weakened by these drugs. So the optimal theory for autoimmunity would be one that achieves four main goals. First of all, it should specifically target the pathogenic cells and leave the remainder of the immune cells functioning normally. So they should only target those cells that have, let's say, gone crazy and started attacking your body, and they should leave your healthy cells healthy. But in the case of steroids, this is not what happens. The steroids just weaken all your immune cells. The second thing the therapy should do is re-establish immune tolerance that is stable over time, such that continuous or long-term therapy is not needed. So we should bring back the immunity, immune system to normal level so that it's not overactive. But in Western medication, we don't have medicine for this. Third, the treatment should have low toxicity and very few side effects and you know most uh, the best case would be no side effects at all and the fourth goal should be that overall it should be a cost effective when compared to alternative approaches so it should be something that is cost effective and that it can reach masses so far, from all the research that I have done, I believe that it's possible, and I've done this with my hypothyroidism, but it requires a lot of work. Um, changes in diet, eliminating certain foods that trigger your 
immune system to go haywire. And um, one natural supplement that I found that works amazing in balancing this autoimmune response is the Lingzi mushroom supplement. In uh, Western world, it's called Ganoderma. And Ganoderma actually provides you with many of these goals that we have in autoimmune system. And it actually brings back your um, immune system to normal. So it does, it makes sure that it's not overactive and it's not underactive. So it doesn't destroy the healthy cells. Uh, of course, you know, I've usually advised my clients, especially those with autoimmune um, disease, to follow some sort of a strict program, protocol, um, in order to really achieve a healthy immune system again and to learn how to eat according to what their body needs. So usually what I will eliminate is gluten, dairy. Um, so dairy includes you know, all the cheese products, milk, anything to do with dairy. I will also initially exclude eggs, corn, and of course, all the processed foods, everything that you can find in that is processed and you know it's not in its raw form. And then um, go on a diet, mostly plant-based diet. Uh, you can include some proteins, uh, but preferably mostly plant-based diet. And then slowly see how the person feels. Um, I will give them natural supplements as well and vitamins to replenish all their, you know, because usually if you've been suffering from an autoimmune problem, your body, you know, is because it's going through this chronic inflammation and all these issues, your body wasn't really able to absorb many of the um, nutrients. Therefore, your body is usually low in vitamins such as vitamin D, vitamin B12, zinc, selenium, iron, um, yeah, things like that. So these, it's important to replenish them, finding, finding a good source. Of course, some of it you can get from food, but if your levels are very, very low, you will need supplements as well. And another very, very important supplement that I introduce to my clients is probiotic. Probiotic will help to get rid of a lot of these um, gut problems, the GI tract problems uh, with digestion and all that. And it will help to rebuild the good bacteria in your gut, which, was, which is usually destroyed when you have um, autoimmune problems. So what I would like to share with you is that living with an autoimmune disease is not a way to live forever. And it's extremely important to find what works for you in order to reverse the damage. And another danger of living with this chronic inflammation in your body is that it can really lead to more serious illnesses such as cancer or you know 
other autoimmune diseases. So you will start getting, as you age, you will start getting more and more symptoms and more and more issues. Um, you know, either migraines, headaches, um, joint pains, you know, you might start to get all these issues as you reach 40 and above, you start to go to the doctor more often. So all these signs your body is giving you is telling you that there is something that is chronically going on in your body. And usually it's this chronic inflammation due to whatever, you know, cause that might be for you. It could be environmental toxins or it could be your diet. It could be even genetically sometimes, but just um, trust me when I say this, it is not, you know, you're not doomed forever because when I was first diagnosed with my autoimmune problem, my Hashimoto thyroiditis, I was devastated. I thought this is it. I'm going to be like this forever. And as the symptoms started getting worse and they were really disturbing my life, my energy levels, my body shape, um, my mental health, my mental health was you know, a huge um, problem while I was on, even though I was on medication, but nothing was improving. So another thing with autoimmune diseases is that stress really flares them up. So you will see your symptoms worsen if you are going under some stress. So stress management is very important. Stress will always be there. Sometimes there's more stress, sometimes there is less, but it's how we manage it. If we learn, there is so much information out there and so many um, both free and paid sources where you can learn how to manage stress, which is something that I really work hard with my clients on. And I emphasize that even though they're working on their body, at the same time, they need to work on their mental health through different uh, practices that I will provide them. And usually it's quite simple, but it's all about getting it into your daily routine and learning how to implement it in your daily life. And once they learn how to do this, they can really see both their mental health and their physical health transforming as well. So we need to make sure that we work on all these aspects together. We can't just, you know, take a magic pill or do one thing and expect miracles because our bodies, we've done this to our bodies over many, many years, uh, consciously or unconsciously sometimes, you know, if if we were unlucky to to be living in an area which is very polluted, with a lot of toxins and chemicals, we have exposed ourselves to these. And sometimes we are even born with it, with a lot of toxins in our liver, which is passed from generation to generation. So there are other theories um, that I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast um, that classify autoimmune disease um, 
not as your body attacking itself, but more of certain toxins or bacteria or viruses that have entered our bodies and have kind of stayed on, not as active as they were when they first entered our body, but they've kind of hidden themselves away in one of our organs and they start, you know, causing damage, slow, slow and steady damage over time. This is another theory. So this is why in, in any case, whether you believe in this or not, it's very important that we also get rid of toxins from our body. And we can do these, this from, through our diet, uh, through um, antioxidant uh, supplements that we can take that can accelerate um, and, and, you know, that our body can um, take these toxins out faster from our body. So this is also very important to take care because if we don't get rid of these, they will just continue to cause more and more damage in our body. Of course, we can't live in an environment which is completely uh, toxin-free, but whatever we can do, we should do, like especially in those places where we spend the most time in, like our house or our workplace, we can replace certain things with more natural sources. So this is my sharing for today. I hope it can help you to recognize some of your symptoms if you haven't been diagnosed yet. And if you have been diagnosed, please um, don't stress. Uh, just find a solution. You can always contact me at Once again, that's D-I-N-A at health4life.blog. I hope you enjoyed this episode and do subscribe to my podcast for more health tips and some alternative treatments next time. Take care and stay healthy.